Morning, seven past seven, three fatalities, global headlines for all the wrong reasons and an awful lot of questions about the judiciary and guns. The Police Commissioner, Andrew Costa, is with us. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. You must be awfully proud of the response yesterday. Oh, absolutely. Just um, outstanding. You know, our, our people uh, You know, our people are good, but then you see the way they respond to um, such a, a difficult situation, walking towards the danger and, and making it um, safe as quickly as they could. So very proud of them. Do you have an update on the victims this morning, including the officer? I haven't had an update today, no. Um, update yesterday was that everybody was, was stable. Um, our officer has got quite a road to recovery and, and uh, you know, will no doubt need surgery and, and so on. So our thoughts are with him and, and his family. Of course, the victims' um, families are a horrible situation for them. Of course. We got an interesting letter this morning, uh, some indication that the AOS were actually at a training camp in downtown Auckland, literally around the corner of Britomart yesterday. Is that true? Yeah, there was some training going on yesterday, uh, so that certainly assisted us. How lucky were we that that was happening and how different would the response have been if it hadn't? Uh, I don't think it was uh, a situation of luck. We had staff respond from all over Auckland um, and we have quite a, now quite a good presence of AOS trained staff um, on the front line. But in, in fact, the staff who went into the building, and there was a large number of them, came from many different work groups. Um, the training that we're now rolling out some of the tactical response model has given all of our people a lot more confidence to deal with these situations. How confident are you in the review that's going to go on around ankle bracelets and guns and monitoring, etc.? Look, I, th- I think on the ankle bracelet side, I'm, uh, that's not our responsibility and I'm, I'm not close enough to it, so I, I need to defer to, to others on that. But in terms of firearms, you know, we know we've got a long way to go to make our environment safe. Um, the new register launched recently. That's a key uh, plank, as is uplifting um, the security arrangements around um, licensed firearms, owners' firearms. And the tell tell me how the registry is going to make a jot of difference yesterday. What do you reckon that gun is? Do you reckon that's a nicely licensed gun and he was um, he held a gun licence? We already know he didn't hold a gun licence. We already know he no, had no, an ankle he, bracelet on. How the hell did he get a gun? Do you reckon he got it from somebody with, on the registry? He certainly didn't have a licence. There are two main ways that we see firearms getting into criminals' hands. Uh, The first is retail firearms diversion. That's relatively low in volume, but as a proportion of what goes to gang members, probably not small. So uh, licensed firearms um, holders buying firearms and selling them on to people who are unlicensed. So that's what the registry gets at. And then the second area is um, burglaries, firearms being stolen uh, from homes, and in some cases those are not as secure as, as we think they should be. No. So the question, go back to my question about the, the overarching review. Are you confident in the system that the system worked, did everything it could and should, and there will be no embarrassments or red flags? Oh, look, I, I think we have to dig in and we have to, you know, give ourselves confidence that that's the case. Clearly, when a firearm has fallen into the hands of someone who's unlicensed, that is a problem. And I think what we have in place now will make a difference. But we know that there's quite a high number of firearms out there in the wrong hands presently. And and experience overseas suggests it takes, um, you know, a decade or or more for that situation to really shift. Um, In terms of the the wider system around bracelets, etc., I understand that this um, offender was not breaching any conditions. In other words, he was permitted to go to work at mm. that site as part of some detention. I actually so defend I that. As a, as a citizen, I defend that. I would far rather have a person who can be employed doing something productive 
than sitting at home waiting for the next RAM raid, wouldn't you? Oh, quite, quite right. We know that people who are employed uh, are much less likely to offend and, um, you know, keeping those situations steady, uh, particularly for a, a young person, is um, a sensible thing to do. Right. What I can't get my head around is having read the sentencing notes and the court documents and this bloke's history, what the hell he was doing out in public. Yeah, look, I mean, it's not for us to comment on that, and we don't have in front of us everything that the judge was considering. I'll tell you um, what, we've got quite a lot, and there's more than enough for me to know he should have been in jail. <laughs> look, uh, those are difficult decisions, and certainly not something that police can comment on. See, this is the difficulty, Andrew. Why doesn't anybody comment on the judiciary? Why are they able to get away with what is clearly an abject failure of responsibility and every time I raise it with you every time I raise it with the Prime Minister or the Police Minister or any mis- oh I can't possibly comment on that, why the hell not? Yeah it's a, a very um, well established principle in who our democracy cares? That Who cares? People are dead because a bloke who should have been in jail killed somebody I think there are plenty of people commenting, Micah and I know you will but uh, our yeah, but, I'm, but I don't carry the responsibility that somebody like you does or the Prime Minister does or the Police Minister does. And isn't it time somebody did something, one, about the Sentencing Act in this country, but two, the interpretation of the law that these judges had? I mean, you must have read this bloke's notes. He was discounted down to an ankle bracelet, which enabled him to go to work with a gun and kill people. Yeah, I guess what we have to acknowledge is there is no perfect science to predict of all of the people who look like this offender looked, and I can tell you there are plenty of them, which one's going to go on and do what happened yesterday. Right. Um, Can I suggest that that, when they're in jail, they don't go to work, they don't have an ankle bracelet, they don't have a gun and they don't kill people? Can you argue with that? Look, it's not not my place to argue the merits of of that, Mike. I think we do need the right people to be imprisoned. As as a man on the front line of crime in this country, you don't think it's your job to take a stand? What I can say is we do need the right people to be in prison, uh, but also we need to acknowledge that the vast majority of people who go to prison eventually come out. And when they come out, we need to be able to manage the consequences of that as well. Yeah, but this wasn't one of these cases, was it? This was a bloke who never went to prison. And he should have been in prison. And the notes just... Have you read the notes? No, no, I haven't. Oh, for God's sake. You haven't even read what this guy did? I have seen a summary of the behaviour. I haven't seen the full sentencing What seems to me to happen in this country, Andrew, is, is you go beat the shit out of a woman, and then by the time you get to the court, as long as you apologise and you're young and you can produce a cultural report, you get an ankle bracelet. That's what happens in this country, isn't it? Look, I feel sorry for you. I mean, you're the guy dragging these people into the system. The system's letting you down. We're very clear on what our job is, and we're doing that job. Um, you know, the, the wider conversation needs to occur. Uh, and, you know, I, in the end, we want a country that is safe not just today, but well into the future. And but we don't have one, Andrew. Have that's the point. We don't have one. Well, it is clear we are dealing with a range of challenges at the moment. There's no doubt about that. Um, New Zealand is still a relatively safe country. Um, and so, you know, we need to keep that in perspective. But look, we, we have to keep having this conversation. It's the right what? one to have. Andrew, oh, for uh, God's sake. What's the point of continuing to have an endless conversation if nothing comes out of it? You sound like an apologist for the government and a soft-on-crime approach, and people are now dead. 
Mike, I've got my job to do. Uh, my job is not to set the policies. My job is not to pass the sentences. You are entitled to have that conversation, and you are good on you. Um, we will do our job, um, and others decide the balance of it. Appreciate your time, Andrew Costa, who's the police commissioner. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.